Blog Talk Radio. Raider Nation, where you at? about a rivalry that has been around since the beginning of the merger of the AFL, Al Davis, Lamar Hunt, and various other people that, well, they're a part of uh, football history, if you will. This rivalry has been going on for, wow, let's see, 72, 82, 92, 2012. Wow, Jesus. 60 years. Why they say hatred ages like a fine wine between two teams who can't stand to see the sight of each other when it hits the gridiron. This Monday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, Arrowhead Stadium, Raiders versus the Chiefs, Derek Carr versus Patrick Mahomes. And among other things, you know, it's like some fandoms may say, well, this game's going to be extremely lopsided. I don't see the Raiders pulling it off. Neither did you see the Indianapolis Colts pulling it off, but you know, hey, the Chiefs lost that one twenty to seventeen. We're not just to mention affirmation of their wins have been either blowouts or loss. Their only loss came against Indianapolis in Indianapolis, a road loss, which is very odd, you know, considering they had twenty four seconds left on the clock. We're not gonna focus on that loss in particular, but I like to, uh, before I get into all the logistics of this thing we call sports entertainment, there's some interesting shit, ladies and gentlemen, that I would like to uh, pass on to you that you probably already know or didn't know. Overall passing yardage, overall for, you know, complete Patrick Mahomes. The guy has 20,097 passing yards in his illustrious NFL career. You flip the notes over. Derek Carr has 32,738 because he's been in the league a little bit longer. Does he have any rings to complement those 32,738 passing yards of his? No. Has he ever whiffed a Super Bowl trophy? No. Has he gone back-to-back like Mr. Mahomes? No. But see, as a longtime Raider fan, I can tell you, yeah, there's a lot of chinks in the armor. It wasn't what we were expecting. We have all this talent and then nothing to show for it. Well, we did win one game, and that was uh, against a team that scored three field goals and had their own fans walk out on them, the Denver Broncos. But I digress. The tail of the tape is like this. 
ever since Patrick Mahomes has been involved with the Kansas City Chiefs, they have been on a winning tear. They now call themselves the kingdom, which, you know, folks, like I said, if we're trying to be unbiased, even as let me move this closer so you all can hear me. If we're trying to be an unbiased sports journalist and report the facts about Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, Hunter Renfro, the list goes on and on. Both these offenses are quite explosive. I mean, the Raiders did pick up Devontae Adams off the trade with the Green Bay Packers, but now the Packers are back on track, and so... You know, does it make any difference that Tyreek Hill was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins because of financial issues and the Chiefs are paying Patrick Mahomes $500 million over a 10-year span? If you divide it out, yeah, the numbers will vary and differ according to Forbes, according to this report, according to that report. The point is, what makes this rivalry so lopsided in recent years. You know, there's a lot of factors that Colin Coward mentions, like the Raiders went to get Chandler Jones, which I don't know if you noticed as a Raiders fan. I think that when people doubt, you know, credibility, they might pop up sooner or later, but in the last four games, has his name been mentioned? Other than, you know, holding penalty or I don't even know if he's even gotten involved jumping off sides, to tell you the truth. But the point is, this rivalry has been so lopsided. The Raiders, ever since Derek Carr has been under center or in shotgun for that matter, he's only won twice, only twice. In six years, to beat him in 2020, beat him in 2016. That was when the Raiders were still in Oakland. I remember both games, because trust me, I got a friend whose mom is a very rabid Chiefs fan. And that was back, you know, when Alex Smith was under center for the Chiefs, and they still, you know, made the playoffs, and they didn't really... The Chiefs were not as well put together like a well-oiled machine. But the point is, you know, Andy Reid... Let me move this closer so we all can hear more. Andy Reid is a head coach versus the how many variations of coaches the Raiders have had to endure. Jack Del Rio, Hugh Jackson, and this was before Derek Carr. You know, the offensive line coach used to be our head coach. Rich Bisaccia, who did a phenomenal job for taking over a team that was in turmoil. I mean, they, the whole Henry Ruggs incident, after the Raiders were 7-1, and one, before the bye week for the Raiders. And they completely fell to pieces after that bye week. It's just, some may say, well, yo, Derek Carr falls apart after this bye week. Look... After how many years people have been saying Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, if you are not making excuses, I'm just stating facts. If you were a quarterback that had to adjust to four to five different systems in the years that you have been with the Raiders, like Derek Carr, then you really, this debate up in the air. Which Derek Carr comes on Monday? Which Derek Carr comes to play at all? The guy has over 30,000 passing yards. And some may say, well, he should have gotten us a Super Bowl. We're built towards that. We're going to be fine. It just so happens, you know, people doubt us. People doubt the Raiders because they say if Derek Carr was an elite quarterback, he'd be in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, the retired Drew Brees is still unretired Tom Brady. But ever since 
the Chiefs and Raiders have been rivals. It was very, yeah, twice. They have only managed to win twice against their rivals. And that's a big deal, folks. That's like a division Super Bowl. Sorry for the noise, but for us, for the Raiders, you know, some may say, well, if Al was around, this bullshit wouldn't happen. For those couch GMs and for those who doubt, I'm not going to argue with you because it's like putting my head in the toilet bowl, pushing the flush over and over and over again while my head gets suctioned off, okay? Derek Carr took a 9-7 and team to the playoffs. Did we get fucked out of moving on to the next round? Yes. Now, some may say, well, you guys lost to Cincinnati. Well, so did you, Kansas City. I mean, after all, it only took a little overtime for their kicker to kick the Chiefs' playoffs. So they couldn't say the words, run it back. But I digress, as usual. One and three versus three and one. This is the dynamic that happened a long time ago. 0 oh, and 9 versus 8-1. Remember that year? Do we remember that year? The year the Raiders were up 28 to whatever, almost lost the game on a defensive penalty because, well, the Raiders at that time, I'm not sure. No, yeah, Tom Cable may or may not have been a part of our team. I'm not. For certain. But I do know that the last time, wow, this seems like forever. Two years ago, the Raiders were only had 7% that believed, according to ESPN, on their little prediction or predictometer. 7%. Let me throw that number out there. 7% believe that the Raiders actually had a shot against the almighty Kansas City Chiefs who can throw out statistics like fucking bombs. You know what I'm saying? Travis Kelsey is their tight end. And we know this. Clyde Hilaire is their running back. And Pachinko is their running back that also competes with Clyde Hilaire for you know friendly competition. I think that people forget that Josh Jacobs is a part of this equation, too, that Darren Waller can be an integral part of the offense. The defenses on both sides are very, how do I put this, the performance on Sunday against Denver, where has that, it's better late than never, right? Max Crosby with two and a half sacks. You know, Nate Hobbs is doing great on coverage. Maybe not so much, you know, certain times where the Raiders' defense gets shredded 15 yards here, 16 yards there. The point is, just win, baby. We just won that Sunday against a divisional opponent that has a quarterback that's being paid $250.1 million, and all he, uh, all the offense could muster up was nine points, and they lost in overtime, folks, to Indianapolis. Denver Broncos, that is. It's funny how people look at the tail of the tape of the Raiders and Chiefs, and you see what you see. You get what you get. The Raiders, they've lost, you know, the heart, the most, the hardest one to swallow, the hardest pill for us to swallow as Raiders fans was the Arizona game. We had them dead to rights. It was 24 to 3. And by some miracle, they came back and won the game because maybe it was decision-making. Maybe it was poor decision-making on cars or offensive play calling was the same from the first half all the way to the second half. But the point is... The Raiders and Chiefs are are not that different. A one and three team that's very it's a very deceiving one and three. If you look at the Raiders and what they've put together, 
Derek Carr's quarterback rating is always around the 60s, which isn't bad, isn't necessarily good either. When you throw two picks in the Tennessee game, and that ultimately, you know, cost us the game, well, you know, you come two yards away from tying it, and you lose by two. The very first game before that, you lose by five. The second game, you lose an OT, or third game, you yeah. You lose an over. Actually, no, that was the second game. Third game, you lose by two. First game by five. Second game, I don't even want to talk about it. That was just horrible. Um, but the point is, they look eerily similar, but in different ways. They both have tight ends that are beast on the field. You have Travis Kelsey, who's now taken over the go-to guy spot for Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he can find – they can spread the ball out to whatever, you know, that Noah, whatever his name, the decoy that looks like Kelsey. My biggest thing, though, every team has their weaknesses and strengths. The Chiefs being that their offense has always been their strength, their defense, on the other hand, giving up 31 points, 20 games, 20 points before that – See, the only real blowout they had all season was against a team that came storm back and beat the Raiders. They were, you know, 0-1 teams that gave us a show, right? So what are the similarities between the Chiefs and Raiders? Well, we're both in the AFC West. Um, division titles? Hmm. Current division titles? are owned by the Chiefs and or the Queefs. And let me rephrase that. I'm not ever going to give the Chiefs defense credit because they're fortunate circum not fortunate, yeah, fortunate events. If it wasn't for the two funnels in the game with Tampa, you're looking at a dead even game. Mahomes did throw an interception, but the Chiefs fans are like, well we're up by ten, it doesn't matter. What if he threw that pick and it was a dead-even game? There's a lot of scenarios that I can throw out there that Chiefs fans are not going to want to hear or words that they're not going to want to hear unless it's positive feedback towards their own team. Do the Raiders hear negative feedback all the fucking time? It's us against the league. It's us against the world, as we say as Raiders fans. Point blankly, some of you believe that Derek Carr is not the answer, you believe that eventually he'll come through and win us a championship. Some may say, I don't see that happening, blah, blah, blah. He's garbage. He's this, that, the other. I'm not going to change your minds, okay? If he's winning football games, y'all will still find something to criticize him about. Does that make me biased to Derek Carr? I don't know, man. I'm one of the annoying optimists. As a you know, uh, I'm an annoying, optimistic Raiders fan. I've watched this team go from Rich Cannon, who got us to let's see here, a few AFC Championship appearances, one Super Bowl appearance that we should have been in was 2001. Went back the next year, and people forget we were the team that went back to back before the Chiefs, but now they're like that was 20 years ago. Well, in the game we went up against the Buccaneers, we got our asses handed to them. Same thing happened to the Chiefs. Imagine that. About 19 years later, the Chiefs go back to their second Super Bowl after winning their first one. Oh, man, did I just say the Raiders went to back-to-back Super Bowls? I'm going back-to-back AFC championships. We lost against the... Patriots and started Tom Brady's career, unfortunately. Then we went back and faced our former head coach and John Gruden. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went in 2019 and beat the 40 Winers. They came back in the second half and they won the championship. Now, 2021, that's a different story. The Chiefs got their asses handed to them by Brady and Gronkowski, which I met, I may or may not get credit for saying this, but Tom Brady, do you not like odd numbers? 
seven championships aren't enough for you. Just fucking retire. You've already proven many, many points that you are an elite quarterback, that you went one year and went another year and won two championships for that, you know. So anyways, as as I'm going to continue through all this random rambling, the Chiefs and Raiders are a very mirror-like image team. The only difference is one's defense can get turnovers that benefit them. The other, it took us, wow, you know, this is an amazing statistic that Kevin Harlan spit out. The Raiders' defense had not had a defensive return for a touchdown since 2019. Imagine that. But again, I'll say it again. Chiefs fans, Raiders fans, some of you may not want to hear this. We are the mirror image of each other because if you look at the Raiders and their potential to win football games, we just, like Trent Green said, I don't like that. I, I don't like him for some reason. I don't know why. But he did make a good point on the broadcast on CBS on Sunday versus Denver. It's the Raiders are there. They just need to finish games. The Chiefs, I don't know. Their games are either very lopsided, very intriguing. You know, the very first game Thursday night, you know, versus the Chargers. For them, their first home game, the Chiefs, that is. If it wasn't for that fortunate circumstance that occurred where Justin Herbert took the ball and threw it to a receiver who was completely gassed after that you know, prior play to get them down to the one, I don't understand why coaches don't run the ball on the one-yard line. If you have a powerful back, like Clyde Zelaire, like Josh Jacobs, like Maurice Jones-Drew or Leonard Fournette or whomever, why not use the good old-fashioned Marty Ball on the fucking goal line? That's my thing. If you knew the analytics tell you to pass the ball because the previous play worked before, why didn't you just lob it up? That way it could have been an incomplete pass and you wouldn't see... Somebody scampering around for 99 yards. That's just insane. That number should never even have occurred. It, that's, that's, that's what made me die laughing and, you know, in disgust is because you gave that game away. Literally gave it away. Now, what about the rest of the division? Well, the rest of the division can go fuck itself. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, okay, cool. You know, he played with crunched ribs because he did get crunched in that game on Thursday night. Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't know. I It's not my team, but when your fans walk out on the team before overtime hits, you know there's something wrong with this picture. The Raiders, okay, a work in progress being a team that had not only elite defense but had gotten the car – not once, not twice, three, four times, and still just kept battling, and we beat them. This coming fight or matchup between the Chiefs and Raiders, it's like, okay, we're the no-name Joe versus the heavyweight feature like Muhammad Ali. There's got to have been some Joe Blow that beat Muhammad Ali. I don't know his name. But it's like it's like there's a lot of comparisons when you say Chiefs and Raiders. It's Muhammad versus Frazier, Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. It's the equivalent of a main event May fight, you know, George Saint Pierre versus Daniel Cormier Cormier or whatever. Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir. It's a sibling rivalry in which one sibling has been the red-headed stepchild or the spoiled child in the aisle at Walmart, Target, whatever you want to name it, that whenever they cry for candy or whatever, their parents won't get them and eventually do get them because they're spoiled brats, the Chiefs, 
it's been a lopsided rivalry. The Chiefs have won 96% of these wars since the 90s. The only time the Raiders ever had an upper hand was, what, in 99? They only beat them a few times. Count on fingers, folks. One or three times. 94 with Hostetler, 98 through about 2000 with Gannon. And then when Gannon finally left, that's when the Chiefs started romping the Raiders again. Statistically speaking, or not statistically speaking, but Jesus Christ, how many quarterbacks have the Raiders been through over the last 20 years? Let's see, shall we? It's been, since Rich Gannon left, a quarterback carousel. Jamarcus Russell, holy fuck. Boy, this list gets fairly long. When we at one point had a Steelers quarterback that, I forget his name, damn it. But Okay. Carson Palmer. Does anybody remember? Carson Palmer from the Bengals came to play with us, and he was great for a while up until we really couldn't do anything. We won eight games with him, eight games in the division, and still didn't make the fucking playoffs. They had guys like Darren McFadden, and we had Bryce Butler and various other guys to help us along. But we still couldn't beat them. We only beat them, let's see, the Raiders in the 2000s. Let me actually look that up in the games. But I want to know exactly the deal yo is with statistic wise how many let's see Chiefs first Raiders history okay this is the end all be all so dear lord this is insane this is the over the years folks let me see the last time the Raiders ooh okay Achieved in 2019, beat the Raiders 28 to 10. The Raiders in 2019, holy crap, 40 to 9 on December 1st. And 2020, the Raiders 40, the Chiefs 32. That's the last victory we held over them. And 2021. 48 to 9. Uh, dear Lord. 41 to 14. And this was in Vegas. This was in Vegas, mind you. And we... I don't even want to know what we were in the division at that point in time. Let me float down to 2010. Jesus Christ. So, Chiefs beat the Raiders 16 to 10. They beat Raiders beat them 13 to 10. Jesus. Let's see. 2007, the Raiders beat them 2017. I know that if I go down further, I'm going to find something. Oh, yeah. That time in 2008. I was actually at this game, by the way. It was 23 to 8. When I used to work at a hospital and they used to give tickets away. Yeah, that's... um, these scores are just, I'm looking through this. See how many times the Raiders actually came over them. So, in 2008, okay, so we lost 20 to 13. And 2009, holy shit, they did beat us. It was like back and forth. It's always been, I, I, I thought it was lopsided. So, the Raiders 31, the Chiefs 10. That was 2011. 2012, okay, well, 26-16 would beat them there. Ooh, we, we shut them out. Oh, my God. I completely negated that. So, in 2015, am I reading this right? The Raiders beat the Chiefs 15-0? to Of course, you know, I don't want to jinx it for Monday, but... 
uh, goodness, that's that's a a game that I had completely forgotten about, even as a Raiders fan, because they've beaten us like a drum so bad. Makes you wonder, as a loyal Raiders fan, will we ever beat them in? Yes. Yes, we will. It'll just take one quarter at a time, one snap at a time, and you'll see why. <laughs> why this crazy rambling Raider fan has a point. So looking over these games, oh, wait a minute, hold on, 23-20 to 20 in overtime in 2010. So the Raiders beat the Chiefs in overtime. So we have beaten them before. Oh, wow. But the one that perplexes me the most is that 15-0 win. Wait, hold on. 15-0 in 2012. Never mind. My goodness. We actually shut them up. 56-31. Jesus. 2013. In 2013, Jesus. So, this rivalry has been very lopsided at times and very, let's see, 34-20 in 2015. That was with Khalil Mack. Uh, 23-17, so they beat us by six. I know that game was at Arrowhead. So they beat us by eight. They beat us by, by one point in 2017. That was the game. Let me tell you all this story. So, <laughs> the game at my friend's mom's or my friend's house. Their their mother is a rabid Chiefs fan. I love her to death. She's like the second mom, Rose. She laughs at this story. So is my friend Linda. Story goes that she was chanting, "We want big." Max, we want Big Max. And Linda looks at her mom and says, "You, Mom, you can't have Big Max. Well, fast forward to the fourth quarter when Alex Smith gets sacked. And I say, I look at Rose, I look at Linda, I look at Rose. So, do we get Big Max? No, you get a bag of shit. That's what you get. I have told the other people, the other people laugh, just like my friend said. I hate you because I had to bite my tongue. I almost bled from laughing too hard. She laughs about it now, you know, because her team won a Super Bowl and went back to the Super Bowl. The point is, I remember that game. I remember that game because the Raiders, oh, geez. Yeah, we won. We won that game in regulation. In 2017, I believe, okay, so they beat us 26-15, 40-33. Wait a minute, hold on. They did beat us by seven points. So wait, this game, these games are totally lopsided as I thought. In 2018, we did get beat by 32 points. In 2019, let's see here, oh, jeez. So it's it's this is weird. It's either by thirty points or more, or a touchdown or one point. Very weird. Twenty eight, ten. Okay, that's very lopsided. Jesus, by thirty one points. Oh, we beat them by points though in twenty twenty, and that was the year the fucking Queefs went to a Super Bowl against the Forty Winers, as I've repeated multiple times. These teams are, in my my eye vantage point, are very, very evenly matched. Some Chiefs fans, what la-la land have you been living in? Brother, let me tell you something. If you think that every team that goes up against Chiefs is going to lie down and say, smack us, make us your bitches, let me explain something to you. The Chiefs aren't going to lie down, and nor are the Raiders. This is going to be a fist-fight brawl to the point where if it turns into 
a fight, you know, on the sidelines between both teams. I ain't going to be surprised because why? This is Chiefs versus Raiders. This is not some, you know, divisional game that doesn't mean shit. I don't think the Chiefs and Raiders have much had, you know, a rivalry where we can say, oh, yeah, we're, you know, they gave us a run for our money. Because the last few years, folks, has not been a game that people will say, well, did you see that Chiefs-Raiders game? Boy, that was a good one. That is, you know, from time to time, yes. Like the games that used to be in Oakland, maybe. Because, you know, the Raiders are always going to play the Chiefs hard. We always are. Even, well, let's see. We've gotten destroyed the last few times, those Raiders we have. But is that going to stop us from coming up, showing up to Arrowhead Stadium, the biggest toilet bowl of a stadium there is? Yeah, people say it's nice and the tailgating's great. It still looks the same from the 1970s, even though they fixed the concourses and what have you. That place still doesn't have a roof or, you know, retractable roof or whatever. It's still uh, 50-50, depending on what fans you bump into, whether they're sober or non-sober. It doesn't matter. You have assholes that are, you know, of every fan base. I just say that because I'm a Raiders fan. No, I have sat inside that stadium uh, with nice Chiefs fans and mean Chiefs fans. I haven't been to a game since, woo-wee, 2012? 2011, I can't recall. Oh, yes, I can. The last game I went to was with my friend Tyler, and I remember the Raiders winning that game. Um, it was <laughs> it was when we had Richard Seymour, Carson Palmer, your Lord Richard. Yeah, my goodness, dude, Terrell Pryor. Wow. That was the last Raiders quarterback I remember that actually was semi-decent, but okay. Oh, Jacoby Ford. I missed that guy. Boy, that guy could return kicks. Who we Cordero Patterson, for that matter, too. I liked him. It was great. Um, anyhow, I'm getting sidetracked, folks. This game is a turning point for both because the Broncos fell to the Colts. The Chargers, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, and I don't care. Always going to be a battle in the AFC West, no matter if you're last place, first place, or right smack dab in the middle. The Raiders have momentum, so do the Chiefs. The Chiefs' momentum is different than the Raiders. Raiders' momentum carrying into this one is the winning uh, you know, against a team that was supposed to give us fizz. Yeah, but they still favored us. By nine percentage points. Now I put the predictometer earlier between the Kansas City Chiefs and Raiders. Of course, it's going to be all red. It's a home game at Arrowhead Stadium, a stadium that Derek Carr has a has a, had only one victory in. One, one, folks, count it. One victory, and that was twenty twenty forty to thirty two. And if I look at the box for this, let me, let me look at the statistics, okay? I want to click and see what's going on. So, listen to this. So, in the first quarter of that game, the Chiefs scored seven, the Raiders scored three. But then the Raiders came right back in the second quarter and scored, outscored the Chiefs 21 points to 17. No score in the third quarter, ironically. The Raiders then outscored the Chiefs, doubled the points, 16-8. to So, Jesus, this is, goodness sakes. The kick failed, oh my goodness, the fourth quarter. Daniel Carlson, a 43-yard field goal, and a two-yard run by Josh Jacobs. And Travis Kelsey scored at the last to make it interesting. 40 to 32 was the final. 
So, yes, granted, it was two years ago. Yes, the Chiefs went to a Super Bowl or two. Yes, they've been to four AFC championships. Actually, let's see. Yes, four consecutive AFC title games. That's the feat, right? They were dead to rights. Josh Allen and the Bills had the Chiefs number, right? So you think, honestly... With the Chiefs can beat a hard, you know, a tough team like that, they can they're invincible. Think again. The Cincinnati Bengals, who got their asses handed to them in the first two quarters of both games, both in Cincinnati and Kansas City, we're not going to revert totally back to a past conversation, but I'm just reminding fans everywhere that any given Sunday. Any team can whoop anybody, any team's ass, and that includes the Chiefs. Despite the fact that they have a quarterback that can throw circus catches and, and phenomenal balls, you know, he can throw balls across his chest. He's got great arm strength. He has the weapons to utilize. Now, let me put this into effect for you folks, for the, paint the picture for you for Monday night. One and three versus three and one. I am so glad that I'm not a commentator because I'd probably get fired after the first game for dropping more F-bombs than D-Day. But holy fucking frack. This 1-3 team, even the boss at work said to me, he says, you guys are a lot better than Denver. may not be, but you guys are a lot better. Complimenting Josh Jacobs, saying that we better than our prior games we did we scored 32 points i don't know if we can repeat that process i hope we score more than that but to go into a tough environment like arrowhead stadium where 80,000 screaming you know let's see here how do you count all the drunk fans in one row i don't know that's like 57,000 of them are drunk tests you know how they got breathalyzer tests why, if they were to do that at their head, how many fans do you think could actually see the game? I digress. It's going to be a tough game. I hope that Derek Carr is on his A game. I hope that Darren Waller and Foster Moreau are on everybody, offensive line, because this is a war. This is an all-out fucking war between two teams who have never really liked each other. They make it along outside or off the football field, and even, you know, in nightclubs or wherever they meet, or whatever common ground they may have. But when they put those helmets on, when the silver and black and white, because this is a away game for us, puts themselves on the field, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, Nate Hobbs, I and mean, Robertson. This is the message from... KC Raider Nation. Just win, baby. Do the best. One snap at a time. You want to see, I would like to see personally a game where we're in it and we don't, you know, just say, oh, at least we didn't go down without a fight. I'm tired of that. This is the time for the Raiders to show their true identity. We're supposed to be where the Chiefs are. We don't care. We're not. I would rather not start off the season 0-3, but you know what? Adversity builds character. Al Davis always says there's a commitment to excellence, a pride that this Raiders team had or has and still has. The Chiefs, okay, they already top of the you know top of the mountain. The more and more you throw something at that army that's sitting up top, eventually they'll come down off that mountain to fight and battle. This is an. Let me tell you something. If you have never watched a Chiefs Raiders game outside of YouTube, outside of replays on ESPN or whatever streaming app you may have. Let me explain this to you. 
For us Raiders fans, we know. For Chiefs fans, they know. This isn't just about, this isn't just a football game. This is the moment where real men either are made, broken, become heartbroken, or they're never the same. So, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, it's on like Donkey Kong, bitches, because I guarantee you, the Raiders aren't lying down, and nor are the Chiefs. I don't think that Mahomes is going to give an inch. I don't think Carr is going to give an inch. I hope it's been an interesting game, because to be quite honest with you, Which Raiders team is going to show up? Which one is going to show up at Arrowhead or Geehaw Stadium or whatever the fuck they call it these days? Geehaw Stadium, Arrowhead, Tomato, Tomato. Which Raiders team is going to show up? The one that beat Denver, the one that stepped on Arizona's throat and then didn't put their foot on the gas pedal and finished, the one that showed up to Tennessee came two yards short and answer that question for you. The Raiders are coming. And despite the unsurety of what's going to go down, couldn't tell you. Statistics don't lie. Yes, if you look on a stat sheet on NFL.com, Patrick Mahomes outshines Derek Carr by a million miles. Uh, His resume consists of two Super Bowls, how many division championships over the last six years that he's been in the league. It's unreal. It's sickening as a Raiders fan to watch that shit. We... The Raiders have been to one, two, let's see, yeah, two playoff appearances in the 10-year Derek Carr. They will, if we were to draft a quarterback, look, guys, offensive line gives him time. Does he, he ran, he actually fucking ran this time, scrambled, he ran, he said, you say I don't run, well, I'm going to run. He's not doing it for anybody else. This is, it's not just, hi, I'm Derek Carr, and I'm going to fuck up the game for you today. I don't think so. Just like I don't think any quarterback goes into the game thinking, well, the fans say I'm fucked, so I must be fucked. Sure, he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Tom Brady. Comes along, and people are saying... Well, you know, the Raiders are our trap team. Look, we're a football team that has had to deal with, well, more adversity than you can think. Sure, the Chiefs had Britt Reed and the, you know, drunken driving incident where he did have a drinking issue. But, you know, alcohol plays a big factor into that. We're not going to get into that discussion. If you look at the tail of the tape before Monday, yes, the Raiders are the underdog because I guarantee you they're not going to favor us. But that's okay because all eyes on us, all eyes on the Chiefs. May the you know, I'm not going to say may the best team win because I know in my heart as a Raiders fan that this is going to be the most brutal battle you will ever witness. It'll be much better than that fucking field goal fest that occurred on Thursday night football. Quit putting their asses on primetime, you idiots. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I digress as normal. I will watch that game at the bar amongst other fellow Raider fans at Club Sparks. And I will just put my best foot forward and say the following. We're coming on Monday. 
And um, I found a prof- not a prophetic clip on YouTube, if you will. But I like using analogies to make my points. And one of those said points is something like this. If you poke the bear time and time again, what eventually happens to the person poking the bear? They get mauled, right? So, let's see here. I would say the Chiefs be like Bray Wyatt, but then that'd be emphasizing them as cool, but I like using this analogy. It's like the time... Let's see here. The Undertaker, the Undertaker, didn't come, didn't come. And then, well, you'll hear it. It's quite a lengthy clip. But this symbolizes, for me, in my mind, Chiefs versus Raiders. The Chiefs don't think we'll do anything. I don't know. I don't put words in people's mouths, but just listen. Bear with me. Sorry about that, stupid advertisements. All right, here we go. I just want to walk over your broken bones as I ascend to my throne because I am not your redemption. I Thank you. 